fighting for freedom every day. They are absolutely desperate to pretend the last four years never happened and for them to go back to what they like to do before, which is create these massive spending bills to pretend that it's really, really important to you when you only get about 5% of what's in the bill and they can't do it because we're aware of it. We're paying attention to it and they don't like that. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn straight it is. Welcome into the Voice of Reason. We are broadcasting out of Wichita, Kansas, live right here on our flagship radio station, Radio TV. No live streaming today. Say what? I know. I'm kind of going back to old school radio today. No, so with all the crazy weather that's going on, which I know many places all over the nation are having really crazy weather. Hopefully you're staying warm. Hopefully you're actually avoiding the snow and ice and crazy like negative 30 below temperature weather like all over the Mid-America region where you're at. Because of some of that, the radio station potentially was going to have some power cut off to it at some point today by the energy company working on some things because of the bad weather. Plus, being President's Day, like half of everybody's gone already, and we figured, what the heck, so we're just going to lay down the show a little bit later time or earlier time today and have it ready to go for you. So we do not have any live streaming today, but welcome into the program, broadcasting live! Whatever time you may be listening to this, radio and TV, uh, no TV or live streaming today. But great to have you along. Hope you, hopefully you had a great weekend. Hopefully you are staying warm. Here in the Wichita, Kansas area, it is negative 3 right now. Wind chill of like negative 10. And it's been that way for the last day. And I got to admit, I kind of enjoy it. <laughs> uh, now, at some point, there is a level of how much you can take when it comes to coldness. But I do kind of enjoy it just a little bit. I have gone outside the last couple of days. And uh, so here's a funny story. Ended up Saturday. Getting done with my duly duty operations here at uh, the radio station. Went home on Saturday to work on some home projects, which I'm very excited about, and we'll talk about that in a second. An advancement for the Hoosier Media Network. But I was got home and locked my keys in my car. Yes, at my own home, I locked my keys in my car. Why, Andy? Why? Because I wasn't even thinking and didn't even pay attention to it. So. We had to call AAA. They came out to the house, and they were unlocking it. So uh, me, which they got a good, nice little kick out of it, but lucky old me, ended up walking outside in just kind of a light jacket and my shorts when it was like zero degrees outside. So I got some flack for that, but I'm kind of trying to get adjusted to the cold because I hear it's really good for you. So I'm trying. I'm really trying. Not many people are liking this. No one here at the station likes this. They kind of want the 90-degree weather, but we're existing and we're making it happen so hopefully you are staying safe it was difficult trying to get the car up and warming uh moving this morning it did not want to get started and i've heard a lot of people not having very much success with their vehicle starting over this weekend as well but we could really use some global warming couldn't we it's funny how it works we had global warming from the time that really george w bush was in with during the whole al gore inconvenient truth movie and it was all global warming, global. We were all going to be under sea levels. We were going to freeze. Or we were all going to melt. We were going to die because of climate change from the 2000s, early 2000s, when Inconvenient Truth came out. Then it was really the change to climate change where we don't know really what's happening, but something's happening and it's our fault. Now we could probably use some of that global warming because Joe Biden gets in for two weeks, two weeks. And out of that two weeks, we've already had at least a full week or so of deep freeze here in the Mid-America region. I'm just throwing it out there. Is there any kind of coincidence there? I don't know. But I think that we could use some global warming to kind of heat things up a little bit because it's a little little bit ridiculous. A little bit ridiculous. Now, the funny part is, I don't know if you remember about a week or so ago, we ran a story here on the program about 
the weather changing because of our lack of involvement during the COVID-19 pandemic. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. We ran the story and we we talked about how because of us not going to manufacturing plants, because most people around the world weren't driving as much because of COVID-19, maybe working from home because of the fact that, well, manufacturing plants and, and assembly lines and the meat processing plants and every other factory that puts out bad CO2 into the environment, they weren't operating as much, and the atmosphere cleared up around the globe. You could actually see the satellite images of the smog in some of the larger cities clearing up, just going away. And because of that, now the NASA scientists came out and said, oh, wait a second, we're actually going into a warming phase now because the particles we were putting into the atmosphere by man." kind they were actually blocking the heat rays from the sun and therefore we were keeping it in a cooling period when it was supposed to heat up so i'm wondering if we just all went back to work and we just kind of hit the reset button and now it's all freezing again i don't know or whether they can actually explain this or not because here in the wichita area at least they said the last time it was this cold for this long was like 1980 or 1985 or something stupid like that so it's breaking records right now because of this. Now, they say, Andy, that's the weather. That's not the climate changing. That's just a bystander or just a, a factor of the climate changing. So it's not really you affecting it. Really? Really? I'd like to know how. Because they say that we mess up the system every single day, but yet it's not our fault this time. So I'm very confused on how this whole climate change science is supposed to work now. And while they label us as like anti-government conspiracy theorists and how, you know, we're just domestic terrorists nowadays because we're Republican, we're Trump supporters, we're not Joe Biden supporters. We just don't go along with the big government stuff of getting back into stopping the Keystone Pipeline or getting back into the Paris Climate Accord or whatever garbage that they're trying to push for the day. Uh, then we're just the whack jobs. But yet now we're supposed to trust the same guy who's creating the COVID-19 virus vaccine. Uh, we're supposed to trust him, Bill Gates, into solving the climate change accord as well. I'm wondering why we put so much trust in these individuals. Do you? Because I'm struggling with this a little bit. Now, as you know, all the rich people apparently just want to get into all these major projects now and save the world from everybody. We see Elon Musk trying to do the space for the SpaceX, trying to get to Mars and do the Mars civilization. We see now the head of uh, Amazon, who ended up leaving, uh, kind of sort of leaving Amazon so he could focus on his space project as well. Well, Bill Gates has now come out with a book and he's promoting ways where we can save the environment because while we did lack of environmental damage last year, it caused more damage to the environment, apparently. So now we're getting back to things and now we're causing damage to the environment again. My brain hurts and I'm very confused. Oh, yes. <laughs> Now, Bill Gates, uh, how to avoid a climate disaster, the solutions we have and the breakthroughs that we need is his latest book. And he said most of it was inspired by Joe Biden becoming president of the United States. Now, a lot of his ideas include, of course, making things more energy efficient and trying to find new technology to go more towards solar, towards whatever garbage in environmental energy resource that they want. But it's also talking about trying to put things into the atmosphere to try and block the sun's rays. So that way we can control. I thought that's what we were doing naturally. Literally. I thought that's what we were. That's what they said because the atmosphere clearing up, the smog clearing up over the last year with us doing a lack of productivity in the world cleared up the smog and it got warmer last year because we weren't polluting the environment as much and it cleared up. So now we cleared it up so much that they want to put airplanes into the atmosphere and, and do the, the sprayers to put chemicals into the environment to try and block the rays. 
I'm pretty sure they're getting to the point where they just want to do some type of control. And they call us the weird conspiracy theorists. I'm getting to the point where I realize they just want the control. They don't know how to solve the environment. They're not necessarily in it to solve the environment. They're in it to try and make a name for themselves and to try and control the masses. Because what would that do if you end up putting chemicals like that into the atmosphere to block for the intention of blocking the sun's rays? That is the dumbest thing you could possibly do in my humble opinion. But he has that plus other plans as well. As uh, Bill Gates apparently did an interview with USA Today discussing uh, how to confront climate change because they're concerned about global warming. While we're sitting in like negative three degree temperatures on normal with like a negative 10 to 15 across the nation right now with the wind chills. We are talking about global warming at the time that we're having one of the biggest deep freezes that we've seen in a very long time. The Mid-America region right now is colder than Alaska or the Arctic. Just throwing that out there. Just throwing that out there. But we're supposed to be concerned about climate change and global warming. And they say it's a, a, a factor of. Because it's going to heat up so much that we go into a new ice age. I've never understood this whole climate change movement. Do we use conservation to take care of our environment around us? Absolutely. I grew up in the Boy Scouts. What was the motto of the Boy Scouts? To leave the campsite better than what you got in the first place. You clean it up. You make sure the fire's out. You make sure that things are back around where they need to be. You pick up any of the trash, any of the litter stuff. You leave your campsite the better than when you actually got there in the first place. Uh, conservation, we as conservatives... As pro-Second Amendment individuals, we like to hunt, we like to fish, we like to be outdoors and go camping and go rock climbing and go hiking. We like to do the outdoor stuff. We enjoy that because that's kind of our DNA. That's what we're all about. We're not made to be inside all the time, to be in a cubicle in a, in a in front of a desk at an office and then go home and then sit on your couch and watch TV. That's not the way that humans were created. We're supposed to be outdoors and to be active. We kind of want it to look nicely. Now, do we build things? Sure. Do we pour concrete around? Sure. Should we? Well, that's up for debate for a lot of individuals. I got no problem with it as long as we have our places to be able to go and have our little quote-unquote sanctuary of being nice and calm out in the outdoors and rock climbing or fishing or hunting or whatever you like to do. We like that, which means we will take care of our environment. But to them, we're the evil, terrible ones who just don't want that because we're the city slickers who just want to kill off the environment? Really? We got a lot to get to today. I want to talk about some of the environmental garbage because, well, it's environmental garbage and that's exactly what it is. Plus, are we ever going to find unity between the quote unquote Democrats calling us domestic terrorists and them actually being domestic terrorists? Will we ever find unity there? And yes, I did say that. You did hear me correctly, that the left side of the aisle are essentially domestic terrorists in today's times. And can we ever get rid of extremism in our politics in America. It's always been there. It's always been a fringe, but the fringe is getting more and more attention. I don't necessarily know that the numbers are growing, that, but there are extremists in the nation. And yes, a little bit on both sides, although I have a hard time understanding what, a, what an extremist is on the right side of the aisle because we just want to be left alone. Can you be an extremist of, I want to be isolated, leave me alone? So we'll talk about that here in a little bit as well. No guest today. As we moved our guest that was going to be here, we're gonna, we moved him to Friday since we're doing the show just a little bit different time. And because of all the weather challenges that it's causing for individuals losing a lot of electricity and internet and power lines and phone lines. So we just bumped to, to a later day when it's going to be easier to actually communicate with individuals. So we have all that. But are you concerned about these climate change 
movements now that we're back into the Paris Climate Accord, now that we're ending the Keystone Pipeline, now that we have Bill Gates trying to focus on climate issues, a lot of the quote-unquote elites that are trying to control you by saying, well, we're going to mandate what industry is allowed to do with their manufacturing. We're going to mandate what you need to do. is Because it affects poor people, apparently, more so than anybody else. I know climate affected one group or another. But they try to uh, nice uh, categorize you with your demographics. But that's what they usually like to do. But as they start putting things into our atmosphere, as they try to tell us we're not allowed to eat meat, as they try and say that we need to live more outdoors, as they try to say that we need to stop uh, reproducing as human beings, all of these rules that are coming down that seem very likely, by the way, under a Joe Biden administration, because Kamala Harris is just whispering into his ear, you better do this or I'm going to push you down the stairs. When do you start seeing some of these take action? So we mentioned Joe Biden for the first couple of weeks of his administration passed 50, yes, I mean five zero executive orders in his administration, all of them having a little bit to do with environmentalism making all the federal vehicles all electric vehicles, uh, trying to do the Paris Climate Accord, trying to end the Keystone Pipeline, all of these things, all of them had something to do with environmentalism to some degree. Is that a concern to you, and how should we go about trying to change some of that? So we'll talk about that throughout the show today, plus the impeachment. Donald Trump finally acquitted for the second time, so he's 0-2 on actually getting tried and charged when it comes to criminal activity. They can go after him. They can't just charge him because they realize that there's no evidence for actual charging him on anything. But, hey, it makes them feel better, so why the heck not? But he's been acquitted over the weekend. They tried to bring in witnesses, and it didn't work out, so he's done. What's the next step for Donald Trump? We'll talk about that here in a minute as well. Here for a Monday on The Voice of Reason, we got a lot to get to as we kick off a brand new week for the best day of the entire week. Stay right here on The Voice of Reason. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, 
catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. You're listening to the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back to the program. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Radio and podcasting. No live streaming today just because of a different change in time that we're doing the program. No TV as well. So we are just kind of rocking it old school radio today, which I'm kind of enjoying. Kind of a good thing there. So welcome into the program. Uh, the reason for it, by the way, which fits right along with the whole climate change thing that I'm kind of just chuckling about right now. So here in the Wichita area, they are asking everybody to conserve energy, conserve natural gas, conserve your power usage because they're concerned about the amount of natural gas being used right now with everyone in Nebraska and Kansas and Oklahoma and the Dakotas and Wyoming and Colorado because of how severely cold it is here in this mid-America region and really all over the parts of the country, but they're asking us to conserve energy to not use as much. But here's the other part of it, which we were concerned when this may potentially happen at the radio station, which is why I said, you know what, I'm just going to record the show a little bit earlier today for all of our stations is because we got this media release from Evergy, which is the energy company, electric company here in the area. Here's what it says. I want you to think about this for a second and see, are we in a first world country or where the hell are we? Due to extended extreme temperatures affecting the region's uh, regional power supply, the Southwest Power Pool has asked members of the electric utilities, including Evergy, to implement controlled temporary emergency electricity reductions in order to help avoid larger uncontrolled and extended power outages throughout the region. Beginning today, Evergy will uh, will be turning off electricity to blocks of customers for approximately 30 to 60 minutes. Once that period has concluded, power will be restored to the impacted area. The emergency outages will then rotate to another portion of Evergy's service area. Power will cycle off and on periodically until the reduction is no longer required by the SPP. With these extreme cold temperatures, equipment may not operate as intended. As a result, outages could last longer than 30 to 60 minutes. So hold on a second. You're in extremely cold temperatures right now of like a negative 10 to 15 wind chill. And you're going to turn people's power off by blocks because they're using too much of it. Now, that happens in like, oh, I don't know, third world countries where we don't have enough energy supply to be able to supply all of this stuff. But you're trying to tell me that because we've gone so far in energy efficiency by ending the Keystone Pipeline, thanks, Joe Biden, to ending our you know uh, oil independence here in the nation, thanks, Joe Biden to trying to end fracking, thanks environmentalists, because it's really, really bad. We don't need natural gas. We don't need energy. We don't need coal power because that stuff's going to kill the environment. We've done that so well that now we can't keep up with the demand of individuals needing energy to keep their houses warm. So you're going to shut it off for 30 to 60 minutes in regions of the state and regions all over the country. Does that Explain to me, does that make any sense to anyone? Now, I get it. Okay, everybody's using it. Guess what? They signed up for your service, which means you need to supply that because you force them that this is the only company we need to have a monopoly now because we can only have one energy company in a region because (laughs) I can't have competition. So we have a monopoly with public utilities, and then you sign up for it, and then they're going to be like, well, you're using too much. We can't allow you to do those, so so we're actually going to cut off your service for an hour. 
in the freezing cold temperature, by the way. So hopefully your pipes don't freeze. Hopefully that you can actually survive. Hopefully you don't have like an infant newborn baby in there or something trying to keep them warm. We're just going to shut things off for 30 to 60 minutes because that makes a whole lot of sense. Now, is this a first world country or is this a third world country? Please explain this to me. Because I thought that ending all that stuff would be really good for us to go to alternative energies, right? But no, we... we can't have natural gas. We can't do the fracking because natural gas is really, really bad. But, oh, by the way, now we're running into a shortage and we're going to cut off your electricity. This is completely bogus, but this is exactly the road that we're headed down just because of the fact that there are people that uh, want to control you and want to tell you how to live your life, and then they can't sustain it when we actually demand things because they actually need to work properly. The the typical government, typical government response is, well, you know, we tried and we took over the took over the industry we're going to regulate it and manage it now but oh by the way we can't manage it when there's actually times of need and you want to trust them with a vaccine for a virus the things that make you go hmm you want to trust them with your taxes you want to trust them with your livelihoods with your cars and with your health care you want to trust them with every aspect of your life when they can't even keep the heat on in the middle of a freeze the voice of reason with andy hoosier Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out with us. Radio podcasting today. No live streaming, no TV, just because of the fact that, well, we're doing a little bit different time, kind of going back to old school radio, which means I get to actually focus on other things like radio content. Ah, not like we don't any other day, but hey, you know what I mean. Welcome back in. We will have the podcast up shortly after uh, about regular time today as well, but we appreciate you hanging out with us today. Your Millennial General reporting for duty as we try to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that five pound bag, trying to rebrand the Millennial Generation One radio listener at a time which I was always taught to question just about everything. I mean, that's what my generation's about, right? Question everything, man. Question your gender. Question everything. There are some limits of what you're supposed to and not supposed to challenge and question, but hey, it happens, right? <laughs> So we're supposed to question everything, but now if we question everything, then we're domestic terrorists. It's funny how we've kind of gone full circle here, haven't we? If you question the Electoral College, then you are a domestic terrorist. If you question, not the Electoral College, but the, the Electoral Process itself, saying, wait a second, Joe Biden probably didn't get 80 million votes. It seems a little strange that this kind of guy would actually get 80 million. It just doesn't make any sense. We should question this. Maybe we should investigate it. Maybe we should do an audit. You, my friend, are... A terrorist. 
if you say, wait a second, maybe the scientists coming out telling me that man-made climate change is like the worst thing in the entire world and that we're killing the planet, but then we don't do anything and it clears up and it gets worse, so it's still our fault, so we need to do more things and put things back into the atmosphere. This doesn't make any sense. Maybe I should question this. Then you are a terrorist. If you're a Donald Trump supporter that says, wait a second, maybe we should like look at our country first and try and shut our borders and try and you know stop crazy stuff from going on and let illegal aliens coming in and letting gangsters come in, maybe we should just question this for a second. Then you, my friend, are a white supremacist terrorist, for sure. If you say, wait a second, maybe government's not the solution for certain things, then of course you are. You get my drift. So there's a new story that came out uh, talking about what domestic terrorism is about and how now the biggest threat to this nation is not the foreign enemies because we're, well, we're friends with all of our foreign enemies now under the Biden administration. China's all our best buddy now. Russia's our best buddy now. The Middle East is our best buddy now. Even though we're getting involved military-wise back in Syria again, why not? You know, they're our best buddies now. We don't need to worry about that. That's not a threat to the United States. What's going to be a threat to the United States is going to be the Donald Trump, Republican, conservative, gun-toting, Bible-thumping, domestic terrorists. Yeah. According to MSN.com today, the agency founded because of 9-11 is now shifting focus to threats of domestic terrorism. Here's what the story says from MSN. On Saturday morning, August of 2019, a 21-year-old white man with ear protector, safety goggles, and an AK-47-style rifle walked into a crowded Walmart in El Paso, Texas. His pockets bulging with ammunition, and he had driven hundreds of miles across Texas because he wanted to kill Latinos. I like how that's the ex- argument that they use, That how that's the example they try to use. They didn't use... The argument from the Hispanic couple that shot up a business because they felt like they were not being appreciated at their work. I like how they didn't use the example of the Muslim that went into a bar down in Florida to shoot up gay people. I like how they didn't use the angry white Bernie Sanders guy who shot Republicans on a baseball field and shot Kevin McCarthy and a few other elected officials out there in Congress and and was using a high-powered rifle to do some of those. I like how they don't use those examples. They use the right of, wow, look at there's a white guy who hated Latinos. He must have been a Trump supporter in 2016. Kevin McCain, the acting Homeland Security Secretary, was at the Coast Guard picnic Virginia that day as soon as the urgent messages started arriving. She went through about 5,000 U.S. Customs and Border Protection employees live in El Paso and six lost family members that day. For years leading up to El Paso, the Department of Homeland Security, uh, created to prevent another 9-11, has been undergoing growing pressure to do more to address domestic extremism. So now we're using our own government agencies against the American people that they say are extremists. Now, I agree. We need to end extremism. We need to end terrorism in this nation. Absolutely, 100%. There's no question about that. But the common sense, reasonable kind of guy coming out of me right now, that's whispering in my ear as I'm whispering so sensitively in your ear. <laughs> the question is, how do you define a domestic terrorist? How do you f- define an extremist? What is, by definition, an extremist? Because I think the definition from Merriam-Webster's dictionary is completely different from the definition that we use in society as a norm or accepted norm today. So what is an extremist? The domestic extremist would be someone who apparently goes against the government or goes against the ways of everybody else, would be the definition by 
today's terms. For example, if you believe that the election was fraudulent or rigged, then you would be an extremist. If you believe in the QAnon, which I know some of the QAnon stuff, I don't follow it very much, but I know a lot of people who do then you are an extremist and a domestic terrorist and probably the worst person on the face of the earth, if that's what you actually believe. So where do we go from here? Because let's first talk about extremism. How do we even create extremists? You would think that extremists would kind of always be in society, but a little bit of a tiny fringe of extremism, but yet we would find a way to get rid of them. And as society evolves and as society grows and as we get new technology and as we communicate with uh, one another more uh, available and more easily, then extremism would kind of go away because you're not isolated in this little tiny pocket of your own thoughts to where you just kind of take things to an extreme. That doesn't seem to be the case now because we kind of went away from that and we saw numbers of extremist organizations drop, which, by the way, 99% of them are on the left side of the aisle, just to throw that out there. But as we educate and as we converse and as we dialogue, then the extremists would go away because you actually start hearing and accepting and understanding other people's points of view. What's going on today after the election, after supporting Donald Trump, after big tech you're becoming isolated again. We've used technology to get rid of extremism and being isolated. Now we're being blocked off to being shadow banned to where we can't converse with anybody but whoever we want to converse with or whoever big tech wants us to converse with. And if they don't like what we're saying, then they can silence us, they can ban us, and they can isolate us to where now we don't know how to communicate with anybody except for what we do on social media and who we're allowed to actually talk to. That breeds extremism. So while they're trying to say that the right side of the aisle are a bunch of crazy, wild extremists, they're also saying that, well, we're going to create more extremists by isolating you, which is going to anger you, by the way, but we're going to isolate you to not converse with anybody on the other side of the aisle. And that goes on both sides of the aisle, by the way. The left was already extremist. They're nuts. They want big government. They want monarchy. They want tyranny. They want dictators to control. They are helpless little sheep that want to say, please, government, something bad happened in my life. Please, please, please take care of me because I want to live in a bubble. That's the left side of the aisle. And that's accepted. And that's okay. You have the Black Lives Matter movement. You have Antifa that says, I'm going to burn down your stores. I'm going to take your cash register. I'm going to beat you in the middle of the street because you are a white person. You're a male. You identify as a male. You identify as a white person. You identify as a Christian. You have a gun. You, you're a Republican. You're a Trump supporter, whatever. We're going to drag you out to the middle of the street. We're going to beat you to a pulp. We're going to burn down your store. We're going to loot all of your goods. We're going to steal your cash register. And I'm going to get bailed out by Kamala Harris because that's cool. And it's accepted because we're trying to prove a point. When they even said on the other side of the aisle that you need to make protests feel uncomfortable for individuals, that you need to keep it up, and that we're going to take care of you. Now, that's apparently not extremism. It is, but they say it's not. Well, at the same time, we say, wait a second, we want a fair election. We want things to be treated equally between elected officials and the American people. We want just fairness in the system. We want limited government so I can have freedom back in my own life to do whatever the heck I want to do, and you can do whatever the heck you want to do. And that's now considered the extremist. So the definitions have swirled a little bit to the point where they're using our own government agencies against our own people because they're concerned of what other people's point of views are because of isolation, because of lack of information, because of a lack of dialogue and discussion reaching across the aisle. According to Cron.com, some kind of news blog from medieval times to our current crises, plagues often accelerated extremist movements. 
So now we take it from already being isolated because things are really bad and we don't want to hear your opinion, we don't want to hear thoughts to, oh, look, now we throw in a plague or a crisis or a global pandemic and now people are more angry. Why are we considered the radicals when we say, wait a second, I don't want Bill Gates, a multi-billion dollar guy who created computers, to inject me with a vaccine? Why am I considered a nutjob, crazy, radical conspiracy theorist when I say, wait a second, I don't want him saying he's going to save us by saving the environment by putting planes up in the air and putting stuff into the atmosphere that's going to block out the rays of the sun. Why are we considered the nutso wackadoodles in those situations? Why? That doesn't make any sense to me. We need to have conversation again. And we need to come back to base of reality, of common sense, and of reason, which is why we have this show and which is why I love doing this show, because we need to have those common sense conversations again. Extremism is bred by isolation and by fear of knowledge and by a lack of understanding. You fear another culture when you do not understand another culture. You fear another religion when you do not understand another religion. You fear a person with a darker skin color when you don't understand that person with the other skin color. That's why wars have been fought for years since the beginning of mankind. When we fought these wars because they were different. They had a different culture. They lived a different lifestyle. They wore different things. They spoke different language. They worshiped different gods. They were evil. They were bad. We need to clean them out of the earth because they are not like us because we are superior. And that's really mankind in a nutshell. I'm not saying it's all bad. And I'm not saying that all wars were not justified. And I'm not saying there weren't actual evil people in the world because there are, obviously. But if you're going to define domestic terrorism, we need to have a clear concise definition of what it actually is. Donald Trump saying we're upset about the election results because we think it's not fair. And the American people saying we don't believe in the fairness of this election because we think something's rigged is not a terrorist. Burning down a private store, beating the store owner to a pulp, stealing their cash register, and then having our current vice president bailing them out, that would be domestic terrorism. So sure, let's focus on domestic terrorism. Who are we going to start going after here? They talked about impeachment if the House gets uh, controlled by the Republicans again. We'll see if that actually happens in a couple of years. Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. 
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at network at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at hoosierreason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at network at gmail.com or find our contact information at hoosierreason.com. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Even just you and I chitting the chat, doing the thing, it's still one of the fastest hours of radio on radio all over the place. Great to have you along for the ride today for a Monday, the greatest day of the entire week. Your Millennial General reporting for duty the way we do each and every single day. Not the domestic terrorists because we're just the commonsensical folks. We want to live our own life and do our own thing and not have people tell us how to live or what to live or what to do or how to identify or what we should eat or what we should drive or how we should work or when we should work. And we just, no, just leave us alone. I still ask you, I've, I have yet to have anybody actually answer this question. And the question is, uh, name one thing, just one thing. And you can email me at network at gmail.com, H-O-O-S-E-R. No I in Hoosier, Hoosier Media Network at gmail.com. You can email me. Here's my question of the day. Name one thing that you can do in the world, in your life, that is not taxed, that is not regulated, that is not controlled, that is not suppressed by the government in some way, shape, or form. One thing. Like, nose-picking is, like, the only thing you can really do. And even then, then you'll have, like, major serious issues if whatever. Who knows? One thing that you can do in your life that is not controlled, regulated, or taxed by the government where you have to get a license, you have to get approval, or they only give you certain options of you can use this A or B. I mean, you can't drive your car, you can't wear your clothes, you can't eat your food, you can't buy your home, you can't purchase the land, you can't do anything in your life that's not either taxed or regulated or licensed or controlled or blacklisted or suppressed in some way, shape, or form by the government, and you expect to tell me, Joe Biden and Democrats who love to do this stuff, that we live in a free society. <laughs> I just don't get it. It doesn't make any sense to me. But we're the radicals, right? We're the crazies. Again, I bring up the commonsensical questions. When can we actually do this on our own without the government interfering and telling us how to live our life? But again, Andy, we're crazy. So now we have to use our own agencies against us here. We have just a couple of minutes, but I want to ask you kind of an interesting question as well that takes it to another level. Uh, All last year, it kind of got suppressed and went under the radar for many of the news outlets, but it was still there. Just they didn't focus on it or push it a lot. But it was about, and here's the little conspiratorial side of me, I guess you could call it, is the UFOs. If you remember last year, it was a big year for UFO stuff. And there's a reason to this, and I'll get to it in a second. Last year was a big year for UFOs, if you remember. The Air Force came out and confirmed the videos that were floating out about there, about the uh, fighter pilots that were chasing UFOs in the sky. Then we had Trump start the Space Force and the story from Israel saying that we've been in contact with UFOs for a really, really long time and that they, they stopped Trump from admitting that we've been in communication with ongoing aliens for a very long time. I know this sounds crazy. Stay with me for a second. Then we had the conversation where the Pentagon confirmed that they had UFOs that were in their possession that were, quote, not made from this world, and they have them in their possession, and they've tried to reverse engineer them for a very long time, but have yet to be able to do so. Well, there's another story, a continuation of the saga here, of these stories, according to The Sun. 
a semi-major news outlet, right? The U.S. Sun. Stunning admission. Pentagon admits that it's been testing the wreckage from UFO crashes and findings may change our lives forever, according to the experts. Now, this confirms everything of what happened like in Nevada and Area 51 and the stories that are on, uh, what's the guy's name, uh, Bob Lazar off of Netflix, his documentary talking about how he was one of the reverse engineer guys that was there and saw them and told the people and really broke the news story about Area 51 and what they actually did there. The reason I bring this up, because if they say that we're not ready for this information, the general public's not ready for this information. I'm a guy that needs to understand the inner workings. I'm an operations manager for seven radio stations. I make sure technically that everything runs smoothly. I make sure that I understand the inner workings of my computers and my satellite receivers and the technology and my boards and my everything, all the software. I make sure everything runs smoothly because I need to understand all of it because that's the way my mind works. I need to understand the inner workings. So when there's a anomaly out there or there's an open-ended question out there, I need to understand it because it drives me nuts, which is why going down a road of like spirituality and religion is driving me nuts because, <laughs> you know, it's like a never-ending chase that you have to continuously find. When stuff like this drives you nuts because you want to know, but yet you're not in the loop because you're not in government to actually understand what's really going on. The reason I bring this up is because if it changes our lives forever, would it really? My question is, would it really we're scared to death to walk outside without wearing three masks right now. We have a story from the Washington Examiner saying that you need to be more trans-friendly for transsexual individuals saying words like breastfeeding is uh, offensive, apparently. So you need to use chest milk and chest, uh, human milk and chest milk is more appropriate because trans people feel very offended when you say breastfeeding and breast milk. So if we did come out and say aliens are out there, would it really change anything? Because people are really at a lower common denominator arguing about this kind of garbage than they are about looking at a little bit deeper issues in society. Would it really change things? That does it for us today. Back at it tomorrow, probably with the live streaming all right here on The Voice Reason. Everybody have a great Monday afternoon. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.